Mitsubishi. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, lax rats alike, welcome back to another episode of the Crease Dive. Today is Friday, July 2nd, and well, Rob Pinnell, he's uh He's not an American Ninja Warrior. So uh, I know a lot of folks out there are going to be pretty distraught about that. Honestly, I have no idea why there's still games on the schedule this weekend. Kind of seems like an afterthought at this point. But uh, besides that terrible news, I'm Jordy from Barstool. With me, as always, we've got Shido and Dukes on the mics. Boys, how are we feeling heading into week four on the island? I mean, as the island native, Dukes, you can lead off here. Okay, perfect. Um, I'm in Philly right now. Had a little meeting with the, the boss man over at Penn. Just ch- just showed why Long Island is so superior, not just as a place to live, but as a lacrosse city. Um, you know, England, the saying is it's coming home because they might be getting the Euro trophy. Now the PLL is coming home back to Long Island. Should be a good weekend. Pumped for it. Going to have some good games, but hopefully get a crowd. It's going to rain. Uh, I'll be there. It's going to rain, and uh, I don't know. With the 4th of July crowd, I wonder how many people will show out. Uh, That's a good point. I, I too, was, mm, I don't know, how do we say this, suspect of uh, throwing the the July 4th weekend, you know, on, you know, why why do we have to, why why could it have been a bye weekend, I think. I think that a lot of people might be traveling, um, especially on the island. I don't know what you guys do, go down to the shore or whatever the fuck. I, I honestly, I, I honestly have no idea. Like, is there like a certain vacations? Do you guys like drive up to fucking Connecticut? No, nobody drives to Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Uh, down to Jersey. I, I don't know what you guys do, but it seems like, um, you know, if you wanted people to be at Hofstra uh, for the weekend, you wouldn't have put it on the fourth. But that's just one guy's opinion, right? That's, I'm just, I'm just the guy. I, I, I don't know. What do I know, right? So, but. Regardless, there should be some pretty good games, and I mean, I'll be I'll be able to watch them. I mean, that's what I'm doing. You know, slamming hot dogs, quizzy challenge, whatever. I, I I think what it really comes down to is just like how much do you love lax? You know, so if if the island really loves lax the way that they say that they love lax, then you know it'll be packed out at Hofstra. I, I know that Dukes, you're you're putting your money where your mouth is. You're going to be there. Um, this weekend so uh i mean it, it will be a good test for the island um i know that if this game were to be in philly this if, if the games were in philly this weekend it would be packed out because philly is the ultimate lax city um if, if, if there's like one town that might rival it 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 would be like i feel like annapolis probably i fucking love annapolis they love lacrosse um but baltimore like they're fake long island you're fake um upstate new york you're cool but yeah, I mean, Philly over Long Island, so Dukes, that was just an erroneous statement that you opened up the, the episode with. But uh, yeah, I mean, five games coming up on the dock this weekend, and uh, I mean, we might as well get right into it. I don't think that there was really anything uh, that has gone down since uh, our, our last episode, so there's not really... Uh, a few, few transactions. Uh, there are a few transactions. Um, nothing like insane i don't think um i know that peyton smith was picked up um a big mac player uh i think they dropped tommy kelly tommy kelly was dropped to the player pool so tk not not uh um i don't know maybe tk do we say he's on the back half of his career probably um so they opting for 
uh, hold on, good for radio. It was on Ty, it was on Ty Sanders page. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we got Peyton Smith and, uh, picked up by the cannons, Tim Edwards, um, as well. Uh, they released Josh Currier and Tony Kelly. So that was a pretty, that's a pretty good pickup. Um, I like Peyton Smith. He does a lot of, he does a lot of work, but I mean, seeing Tommy Kelly released to the player pool, that makes me feel kind of, feel kind of old, right? Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely one of those moments where, um, you know, you, you realize that there are uh, definitely way more kids coming into the league that are younger than, than us, than guys that are in the league that are older. Um, so that, that's a tough one to swallow, Duke. You'll, you'll get that feeling eventually. Um, but yeah, so uh and any other things that went down i mean uh i mean injury report we can talk the and, and, injury yeah, report yeah, yeah yeah i mean injury report obviously we would get into that a little bit later as we get into some of these game matchups but uh it looks like rambo already out for this weekend uh so he's he's got that wrist uh zed is going to be questionable and uh you know a couple other guys uh who have been injured uh already so you know not not to um Nothing too surprising or new. Uh, Sowers still out with that, which would be a concussion. But um, you know, right now they it's they pretty, just have got to be lit. kind of a pretty severe concussion, right? What is, is that? Three. This would be the third week. I I honestly wonder if he's just played so much lacrosse over the past seven months that he's like, okay, like I'm gonna not only let my brain heal a little bit here, but I also like would like my body to kind of give that a rest a little bit. I think that's fair. I just, I, the, with the league being so transparent about uh, literally everything, you think that they might give like a sours update. Also considering like he's, I don't know, uh, one of the premier players in the league that you would, you know, give like a pretty handsome update about how he's doing, whatever. But, again, just one guy's opinion. What do I know? No, yeah, I agree with that. Because also the hit and his concussion were very controversial. So how could you not comment on it or give an update that he's doing fine, he's healthy, you know, he just wants to take a little break? Because I don't think anyone would have a problem with him taking a break. Um, you know, going, transferring schools mentally, like just like the whole year was kind of fucked for him because, you know, COVID – sitting out, not being able to go out, all of that. So just all the factors that go into it, I, I don't blame him if he just wanted to sit out a couple of weeks, get healthy. Yeah, and we've talked before about, like, what a grind it is for these rookies coming into the league after having to, you know, you have all of your fall ball, you have your entire season, and then you go right from Memorial Day weekend to playing every weekend and traveling every weekend. So uh, definitely a grind for a rookie season. So, I mean, hopefully we see Sowers out there sooner than later. Um, but, you know, in, in the meantime, he will not be playing on the Saturday's game against uh, Redwoods. But before we get to Saturday, uh, it all gets going tonight. We've got the hottest team in the league, the Archers taking on the chrome the chrome coming off of that uh big uh, an upset for sure over the whip snakes um maybe not as surprising of an upset as as it could have been but uh i mean it was it was a full-blown beatdown of a undermanned whip snakes team so good for the chrome for getting their first win of the season uh but they've got a tall order coming up against the archers tonight um i mean right now just like 
the funniest stat in the PLL at this moment is the goal differential uh, because you go down the league and I mean, it's, it's pretty rough for the other, what, six, seven teams in the league. Uh, so the archers plus 25, the next closest would be the cannons, the one and three cannons at plus three. Um, so it's, it's pretty apparent by that stat alone that the archers are just dick kicking everybody in this league. Um, so this game, you can head on over to the Barstool Sportsbook. You can either go uh, on onto the website, barstoolsportsbook.com, or you can download the app, uh, the Barstool Sportsbook, and all these games, uh, we will have lines offered on all of them. So this Chrome versus Archers game, uh, Archers favored by two and a half goals. Uh, and on the money line, I mean, they're, they're minus 400. So, uh, you know, if, if you're looking for a little bit of value, may, maybe just – it depends on what jerseys the Chrome will be wearing. If they're wearing that, that white fading into teal, I, I think that the plus 290 value is, is a decent, decent option for you to go with there. Uh, and over-under set at 25 and a half goals. So uh, Archer's taking off on the Chrome to kick off this weekend in Long Island. Uh, who, who you boys got in this one? I just want to correct Jordy. It's, it's on Long Island. Just did I say in Long Island, on Long Island? Did I, did I say in? Because that's a violation on me. I, I, I know enough to say on Long Island, not because I really care that much, but I just don't want to have any <laughs> flids about like how pissed off you get about it. So, um, but yeah, so kicking off the weekend on Long Island. I think I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm, I lost a bunch of money this year in a casino. So I, I am not a great sports better, but I think, what'd you say? Uh, minus two and a half for the archers. Mm-hmm. I, th- I, 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 that's, that's pretty good on me. I think the archers are going to, archers are going to absolutely blow out the crumb. Um, I don't th- I mean, I, I think that again, like there's a lot of, there's a lot of games in this, in this league that, uh, it's like, is it a quality win or did the other team just absolutely not show up? Right. Uh, it happens it, literally all the time when like, I, I hate to draw the comparison, but like in a men's league game, right? Like that everybody's like kind of there, but they're not like mentally there. And I think that's what happened when in the Chrome and the whip snakes game, you know, having Zed and Rambo out, right. The, they kind of just, like mentally mailed it in because that's like a, you know, those two guys are like the cornerstone of their team and the Chrome just ran it up. Not to say the Chrome aren't a good team. They're a really good team. Um, I just, this would be like, this is like the fourth, like if you had to like rank the bottom three teams, the archers have played them. And then this is number four, right? It's like the, the fourth to last best team. I think that the real game, right. Will be July 4th. Um, whip snakes for archers again how quality of a win would it be without without uh zed and rambo that remains to be seen but i got archers big uh simply because of you know how good they are but i'd also like to comment on um rambo and zed we're getting to the point right so like these guys are blessed in that uh last year very short bubble this year we're, we're spreading out, you know, the games a little bit more, but like at what point do we start to see these guys like fall apart um, in a, uh, in a physical sense, 
right? Because during the week, you have to look at what these guys do during the week. Like I, I watched Holman and Manny post on their stories about their like little recruiting thing that they had to do. They went from like SLC to Baltimore to Long Island. They, they like Holman had like seven flights in a week or something like that. And then, then he has to go out and play play on the weekends at what point do these guys exhaust themselves during the week with all this lacrosse that they start to get injured more on the weekend um like i saw rambo trying crawfish for the first time in biloxi mississippi right so like what what do these guys do during the week you know are we going to start seeing more injuries i think is my question right as we go forward i hope not right i mean they, these guys play rough but like it's a possibility with some of the other stuff that they do uh i i have a take about it Okay, well, yeah. Let's hear it. I'd love, to, I'd love to hear the take. Because they're actually prepared for this moment. You see those fucking crazy-ass, like, showtime schedules and all those summer schedules where it's, like, from June 1st to August 1st, there's high schoolers going to showcases every single weekend. The one weekend they probably have free is the 4th of July. So, actually, I'd make the argument that these guys, like Rambo, Manny, Holman, they're prepared for this moment. But deterioration, obviously, years of doing it could – could break their bodies down. But I do think in some respect they they are made and they have done this before. Yeah, like I, I think I think it's a grind for these guys for sure. Like a, lo- a lot of travel, a lot of shit that they have to do during the week. Um, if we're talking like specifically about Rambo and Zed, like they're both like they're, they both play box. So like they're like used to having that um, – kind of that, you know, that tough schedule where they got to play every week and they got to get beat up every week. And, um, you know, it's not like they're just focused on their box schedule when they're playing in the NLL, like throughout like the weekdays. Um, so, I mean, if, if both of those guys made it through the entire NLL season, which, you know, I, I know that they didn't have this year, but they've done that previously. Um, you know, I, I don't think that those guys are necessarily, like, I think it's just an unfortunate that both of them ended up getting hurt. Um, I think right now, maybe it's just like the NBA playoffs might be just like creeping into your mind a little bit where it's like every superstar is getting injured. I I don't see that being the case in lacrosse just because um, lacrosse players are are a little tougher than, than that, than that sick league (laughs) fucking baby shit soft NBA. Um, I'm just, I'm just, still salty about the Sixers being fucking dog shit. Uh, but Duke, so, uh, so it seems like Jake, you're, you're riding on archers minus two and a half. Uh, Dukes, w- will you be there at this game on Friday night? Possibly. I think I'm going to the, w- the way the schedule's clearing up. It looks like I'm, I'll be there at Hofstra. Um, I, I think I'm with Jake on this one. Minus two and a half looks too good, but it's funny. I was talking to someone about these lines yesterday. It is funny. I, they're minus two and a half. And the only juice you get on the archers is minus 170 because minus 167 because that's how good they are because yeah. they, they do have that potential to just blow blow the doors off the handle. Um, another bet that I'd look at is the over, and I don't know if that's just because I'm obsessed with the over. You are you yeah. are obsessed with the over. The, but, uh, also, I, I can't I can't with for the life of me recommend anybody hit the over in one of these games as of like the last two weekends. The over hasn't even like. I, the, I would love to know how many times the overs hit this far. Uh, because well, that Cannon's Atlas game was eighteen seventeen. I, yeah, I, okay, so we, that was eighteen seventeen. But like the uh, and I if the that, and if the Water Dogs were worth anything last weekend, then that game would have hit as well. But the Water Dogs fucking suck. Well, they need to take that up with PMT because that was that was all, uh, that was all them, right? Yeah. You know the the curse of the Water Dogs. Now I here's all, what. 
here's what I will say though about the over in this game, right? So I'm I'm a firm believer that there you only have so many goals in the tank, right? Like you are you you are given a finite amount of goals in a season, and even specifically a given a finite amount of goals that you can score in a weekend. Now here's the thing: the archers, I, I think that they'll build up a nice little lead against the Chrome, um, just because I think that they're a far superior team. But they also have to like they have to save some gas left in that tank because they do have a big game against the Whip Snakes, even without Rambo and even with Zed Williams being questionable like the web snakes are still the two time reigning champs. So like, they're going to have to save a little bit of gas in that tank. So if, if they start kind of pulling away from the Chrome a little bit, they might need to start tapping the brakes, you know? So, you know, what, once we get to that, to that mark where we're getting a little close and it's like, guys, like, listen, we, we don't want to waste all of our goals on an absolute beat down against the Chrome. We got to save some for, uh, for Sunday against the whip snakes. So that would be my one bugaboo about, about the over in this game. But I do think the archers just like, they're addicted to just slinging the rock in the back of the net top corn. See you later. Turn the rake. No, I what's, what's slowing down for the archers 15 goals. <laughs> yeah, I guess like <laughs> Like, I, I, I seriously don't see a world where they don't put up at least 14 every single game. Yeah, except for that chaos game, which was a little bit weird. But um, That was yeah. weird. And also, what, what, like how, just my one, predi- like one question for you guys about the Chrome. How many goals do you think they get? Because we were talking about the Archers' defense last episode. Do you think they could get to nine? Because nine's the number I was looking at where if they could get to nine, I'd be comfortable taking the over. If they get to nine. Um... I mean, Jackson Morrill is obviously going to be your, like, your, he's your man right now. You know, Jackson Morrill's like the guy without Jordan Wolf being there. So, assuming Jackson Morrill has kind of settles into his new role and can distribute the rock um, as well as shoot the rock, I, th- I think you, you could get at like, you could get like a Hattie out of Jackson Morrill and then maybe Heacock and Gutty. I, I think you could get well, here's nine. Here's the thing. This is. This I, I, is I think you could. I think yeah. you could get nine. I, this is. This I don't, is a. This is a, this is a homecoming game for Gutty back on the island, right? Oh God. Yeah. Garden I, City's Garden City's finest. Besides yeah. dudes, Garden <laughs> City's great. second finest. Yeah, and if you're, t- if we're going back to uh, Gutty's homecoming, you know, there's that uh, the hoodie mellow, um, like like gang sign John Wall, like all those different like memes gang people sign going John off. Wall, yeah. Hofstra Justin Guttering is a different breed. I think that I've actually just switched. I'm actually going to take Chrome money line. <laughs> just, hey, I want, we need player props on the sports book. I would be slamming Gutty's point props this weekend. I would right. like, I, okay. I, I, I agree. I think that that's a, a, a decent take. I think that moral Hecock and Gutty have to get it moving. Um, I, I don't think you're going to be looking for a whole lot from the midfield. Um, maybe Justin Anderson, if he's not like wiping baby shit off of him, um, you know, new father, uh, yeah. And then ran again, who looks like a zebra on roller skates. Um, but I mean, it, it should be a fun, I'm hoping for a fun one. I mean, that's, that's what we're always hoping for, right. That the boys have a good time. Um, but I'm, I'm still archers two and a half. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if there's anyone to root for here, it's the fans. So let's, let's hope that the fans all get treated to a, a wonderful game to open up the weekend right. on Friday. So Archers versus Chrome. Uh, so then moving into the Saturday slate of games, and this is where 
you know, so Archer's Chrome, that's 7 p.m. on Friday tonight. Uh, that'll be streaming on Peacock. Once we get to Saturday, both these games will be televised. Uh, the first game at 12 noon is on NBC. The second game at 3 p.m. Eastern will be NBC Sports Network. Uh, but for the first game of the day, the noon game, Redwoods taking on the Water Dogs. Uh, so, I mean, Water Dogs tough go at it last weekend against the archers kind of to be expected and then the redwoods also coming off of that that loss to the chaos i mean chaos they were playing a little bit of a desperate game there that was a must win for them uh still a tough one for the redwoods to give up so both of these teams looking to bounce back uh redwoods right now favored one and a half goals that is at uh minus 152 value uh, on the money line. You've got Redwoods minus 250 water dogs at plus 190 and the over under for this game set up at 22 and a half goals. Um, I mentioned this in the last episode, the, uh, the Redwoods out of all these teams just kind of bore me to death. Um, so I'm, I'm feeling you just, you're such a, you're a hater for pure lacrosse. That's what it is. You said, yeah. you said, I hate the fundamentals uh, I need more flair. That's what you said in the last episode. Disgusting. I, I, I feel like you're trying to say that that's a bad thing that I said, and I totally agree with both of those sentiments. Fundamentals can get fucked, and <laughs> give, give me all the flair in the world. Um, but Redwoods taking on the Water Dogs. Water Dogs, I'd say, um, probably need this one a little bit more. Like I, I feel like the, the wheels can really start to fall off for them um, if, if they drop another one here. Uh, Redwoods, they're, they're still in third place right now. I mean, they're, they're both two and two on the season. Um, but I don't know. I, I feel like water dogs kind of need this one a little bit more. Um, so I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm thinking that this is a tight game. Uh, and, and I feel like this could definitely come down to that final possession, uh, and, and that final goal. So, you know, I, I kind of like water dogs plus one and a half here just keeping this one right going down to the wire. Uh, how you boys feel about Redwoods and the dogs? I think the water dogs could take it to the wire. I think that I think last weekend seeing the chaos, take the Redwoods that deep and then beat them um, with a little short little comeback. I think that that was pretty telling for um, and, you know, the Redwoods are maybe a first half team and not a second half team, which is, you know, that's tragic. Nobody likes that. Um, I'd love to see it come down to the wire. I don't know. I don't trust either of these teams to hit the over. Um, I think what, what, what did you say? 22 and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I think we, I think we could be looking at like a 10, nine game here. Right. I, I don't, I don't trust either of these teams to, to pump it up. Um, I, I won't bet. I, I don't think though. I don't, I don't think the water dogs win. I think I'd take the Redwoods, but I think it would be, I think the, the water dogs will take them to the wire. I, I just, the gas is, is leaving the water dogs. I think that, I mean, after last weekend, Dylan Ward's safe percentage is just looking tragic because of all of the, I'm okay. I'm also really confused. I've had a couple of people ask me, um, Dylan Ward must play the highest arc of all time because I feel like on some of the, the shots that the archers were taking, my man was like one or two feet off his line trying to maybe, you know, cause he's a big guy trying to take up yeah. as much space as possible, you know, but it just wasn't working for him. So like, well, do we see well, Dylan more? He's also, he's also a box goalie. So he's kind of used to working around the crease. In, in that I know, way, but I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying that, that way. 
Yeah, yeah, he, but he does do that. But like when you when you get seventeen put on you, do you consider maybe not doing that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I do you consider like staying staying a little bit on a tighter arc, maybe closer to the goal. But I mean, okay, granted, you're playing against uh, you know, in that archers game last weekend, probably four or five of the best shooters in the world, right? Like, do we, you got to get some credit there, but at the same time, like, you know, this is a league where if something is broken, it needs to be fixed quickly or the wheels will fall off. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say that Dylan Ward's an, an all world goalie. So I think that, mm-hmm. I, th- I think, I think he'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. I think he'll figure it Like I, I just, I don't think that it's, it's fair to assess a goalie when they play against the archers. Agreed. Okay, that's fine. So, I, so, I, I we'll, just... so, so maybe, maybe we'll see how this one goes. Um, okay. So, I, I, yeah, I, I, I'd give them, give them one more game of letting that arc just go out of, out of control, and then we'll, we'll see how it goes against the Redwoods. Uh, Dukes, who you have in this game? Is Dylan Ward an all-world goalie, or was he an all-world goalie? Oh, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. He's, fre- he's freshly an all-world goalie. At what point? I, I, I agree. I agree. But at what, point, at what point do we take the title away and say he, he was one? If he gets if, – okay, if, if he has a 40% save percentage by the end of the season, then we can have this conversation. But as of right now, Dylan Ward is, is a very good goalie. The Archers made him look silly, though. Also, I just want you to know I didn't ask that question. My my roommate was asking me about it. But, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that, oh, that's a, that's a new one. I like that. See, my roommate was asking me this. Yeah. yeah. We, we had a combo about it. But I, I was kind of leaning towards the dogs. I do think it's going to be a close game. But just something about – I don't know why, but now I'm just picturing all these Long Island guys playing championships at Hofstra, and all I could picture is Matt Cavanaugh's game winner against Albany. And now I, I like the Redwoods. Um, they, I, you said this is a must win for the dogs. I, 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 I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it at must win yet, but I'd say it as like, like if, if we had the, uh, if, if we had the meter going, like it's a, um, re, like kind of like a, like cold stone creamery, like love it, need it, gotta mm-hmm. have it. Like I, I'd put this as like a, like a need to win, but not a gotta have it win. Yeah, like I would kind of put this at, you need to win if you're the Redwoods. They they just have. oh for for the Redwoods then okay yeah just two very underwhelming games against the Atlas and the Chaos uh, the Chaos they just couldn't close out so you know what you know. might you actually you might be right because now that I'm looking ahead at the schedule so for the Redwoods their next games coming up week five they have the Whip Snakes which you know hopefully Matt Rambo will be held. Hel- healthy for in that game uh so they've got the whip snakes then all-star break then they've got the archers in week seven and then they're going up against the whip snakes and the archers again oh wait no no no. the whip snakes and the chaos in week eight and the chaos could get hot as yeah so they've they've got a tough schedule ahead of them so i actually yeah that that makes that makes me side a little bit more with you that this might be a little bit more of a must win for the redwood just looking ahead to the rest of their schedule so I think I'm going to go – I'm going Redwoods minus one and a half, and I'm going to take the over because I just, I just want to root for goals, especially if I'm going to be there standing in the rain. But yeah. one of the best parts about being in Philly right now, Jordy, is I placed all these bets in the Barstool Sportsbook, so nothing better than that. Incredible. Um, 
you're just going to be treated to some wonderful lacrosse and your bank account will be thanking you for it. Um, yeah. So I, I still think that this will be a, a very tight game. Uh, the one thing I will say, so yeah, I mean, Matt Cav can definitely go off. Um, and also like, this is going to be a big bounce back game for Rob Pinnell. So the last time that he was on uh, an, an NBC um, stream or, or what broadcast, I uh, kind of, kind of embarrassed himself a little bit on American Ninja Warrior. So it seems like he went down uh, after just a couple obstacles on the American Ninja Warrior course. Uh, tried to jump from like some like monkey bar shit and, and just couldn't grab on. So he really needs to um, bounce back from that devastating performance on ANJ. Uh, so I, I think if this one comes down to the wire, you put the ball in RP3 stick and he gets it done for you in the end to pull away with the must win game for the Redwoods. Now that I just completely flip-flopped on that one. So, uh, but you guys are used to the flip-flops at this point. Uh, second game of the day, 3 PM NBC sports network. We've got the cannons taking on the chouse. So both of these teams right now, um, Sitting over at one and three. Uh, but, you know, you, you look at the way that the Cannons have done it. You look at the way that the Chaos have done it. They're still very, very different teams. Um, you know, Cannons, there's no team in the history of lacrosse that is better at losing one-goal games than the Cannons. They are truly elite at it. Um, it's It's actually phenomenal how good they are at losing one goal games uh so if you know if this game if it comes down to one goal then then i gotta go with the chaos just because you know that's that's the cannons forte uh but this game right now uh cannons favored by a goal and a half but that's getting you plus odds you're getting a little bit of juice on that one cannons minus one and a half at plus 120 uh on the money line you've got cannons favored minus 186 chaos is the dogs there at plus 145 and the over under set at 24 and a half um so i mean this is you know we joked around a little bit about an rp3 bounce back game uh in in the first game this is one where um you know I, lyle being held goalless uh last last weekend so i feel like when we're talking about how many goals that you have in the tank he's got a lot extra in the reserve right now that he has to get rid of he's he's got like the uh the rollover minutes but now he has rollover goals so all the goals that he didn't get a chance to put in the back of the net last weekend i feel like they're going to come out in droves this weekend i i tend to agree they're the best one and three team of all time probably uh you know in the history of the league there's no team that's been better at one and three than the the, the cannons so I, i'm firmly with you there um i it's really stupid to think like this, but like this is a must-win game for the Cannons in like a morale sense, right? I love, like, how, I uh, love how many must-wins we're throwing out there. This is part of the season. That's great. Every game's a must-win. It's we're a, not even it's a Sunday. Yeah, we're not even Sunday yet. It's a it's a must-win because of like the morale, right? Like it's it. You know, you, you go out there and you score 17 goals and you, you just absolutely murder the over, right? But but Jeff Teat and, and company push it, you know, past you. And, you know, it's three one-goal games have gone down like that. I, I It's it's tough, right? Um, Lyle being held. They've scored the most goals in the league. You know, the Cannons have. They scored, you know, 55, which is just well above everyone else um, by nine or ten, and you're still one and three. So, 
just imagining how many goals Lyle has in the tank. Yes. Uh, I, I think, I think the best value is probably the cannon spread, right? I, I think they, I think they can win by three or four, um, you know, chaos keeping it close simply because the cannons are, aren't clutch. I, I think that they've got no clutch factor. Uh, you know, where's the clutch gene? Who's wearing the clutch jeans? Nobody. So, um, until somebody steps up and, and, and they find their, uh, their clutch player, then we could continue to see one goal losses, right? Yeah, I lean with you on this. I love, I love minus one and a half for the cannons. I think I even like, I, I like the over even better because I think the, can, the cannons, as we've seen a couple times, they can, they, they can pour it on. Like you said, they score a lot of goals. And I feel like the chaos can also expose that cannons defense a little bit as we've seen as they can be exposed. So, yeah, I really, I really like the over, and uh, I'm also going to take the cannons minus one and a half. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, this is a game too. So we we talk about some of these um, some of these matchups where I forget who we were talking about it before, but where a goalie and a shooter know each other very well. Like, who has the advantage in that one? Do you guys remember who who are we talking about in that one? Um, Was it not? Uh, we were Ward. talking about yeah, Dylan Ward and the Canadians. Okay, so Dylan War with with all the Canadians. So, um, but you know, so heading into this game, like we said, like Lyle has a lot of goals left in that reserve because he he wasn't able to get them out, um, you know, in in the previous week. But so he's going up against Blaze, and and they know each other pretty well from their time together at Albany. Um, so you know, you think, you know, they they definitely know each other pretty well. Um, I'd probably give. I mean, do you give the edge to the best lacrosse player in the world or do you give the best, do you give the edge to, you know, a reigning best goaltender in the world? Um, so I, I think I'm, I'm probably leaning a little bit more towards Lyle in that matchup. Um, and then on, on, on the other end of the field, uh, you know, we're talking about all these guys making their homecomings back at, back on the Island. Um, but it's also Josh Burr making a, full-blown homecoming back to Hofstra. So, uh, you know, the last time he was at Hofstra, his senior year, he puts up 41 goals, 25 assists for 66 points with the pride. Um, so you know that this is going to be a big game out of him playing back at that stadium. Um, so big game for Josh Byrne. And then it just depends on if Blaze has Lyle's number or if Lyle has Blaze's number. I'd say that's a fair assessment. Um I don't think that the chaos can be trusted to face off right now relative to everyone else in the league. Um, not so like, not to say like that Drew Semino has been, you know, a shining star in the face off at, at about 42%, which I guess you could say, you know, considering that the, they're facing off against the best face off guys in the world, 42% actually might be decent. Um, but if I had to take Drew Semino or Max Adler, I, you know, I'd say that's a push. I'd say that they're probably, probably equal in my mind. Um, although they have been, the chaos have been rotating in Kyle Gallagher, uh, occasionally, but I don't know. I, I think that, I think that the cannons like on paper, much better team, but for some reason, the chaos are going to make it close ish, right? Like a 12, eight or something like that. I, I just, I'm not okay. huge on, I'm not, I'm not huge on, uh, I mean, like. Jake Fricaro and Dane Smith are your, your highest scoring players, you know, so everything's coming from the midfield. Right. Um, I'm not huge on that. 
right, well, I think you have where Josh, Josh Byrne homecoming game comes into fact. Yeah, right? that's yeah. where Josh Byrne homecoming game, right? So maybe he puts up four or five, six, seven points, and and I don't know. I just I don't think that there's any way you look at look at both of these teams and you're like, yeah, chaos are the ones coming out on top. And Mac O'Keefe homecoming. Fair. Coming out party. Yeah, I mean, lot of lot lot of island talent on that chaos roster. So um, yeah, I I think it'll be close, but I've. I don't know. I just think that the cannons are way too good to be one and three at this point. So I think they start chipping their way back up the standings and get themselves to two and three on this weekend. So um, yeah, I'm, I'll be riding with the cannons and obviously it'll have to be uh, that minus one and a half, because if it is a one goal game, then they lose that because that's just what they do best. Uh, all right. So then we head into the 4th of July. So uh, you know, maybe, maybe you're, you're out on the beach. Maybe you're out at the grill. Maybe you're watching Joey Chestnut just load his gullet up with 75 hot dogs. Either way, it's going to be a great day for America. It's going to be a great day for the fans. It's going to be a great day for the sport of lacrosse. And it gets going 12.30 p.m. This game will be on NBCSN. We've got the Archers taking on the Whipsnakes. Again, this is going to be a little bit of an understaffed Whipsnakes team. Uh, Matt Rambo already declared out for this one. Zed, questionable. So that'll kind of... Uh, you know, I, I guess we'll, we'll see that final injury report as we get closer to Sunday. But as of right now, the Archers favored at minus one and a half, but you do get some juice on that one at plus 145. Uh, and on the money line, we've got Archers minus 125. Whip Snakes, you're also getting minus odds there at minus 103. And the highest total of the weekend set at 27 and a half. Um, so, I mean, this is, again, like I, I – I, I know the archers, they, I know that these guys are, are listening right now. So they probably kind of probably going to take my game plan on just making sure that they save some, some extra goals in the tank for this one. So I do think that this will be a high scoring affair, even without Rambo or Zed uh, in the lineup. Uh, but yeah, archers whip snakes to kick off the 4th of July America's game of the week. I guess that's what we can call it right now. Who, who, uh, who do you boys like in this one? Uh, I don't know. For some reason, I hate that that uh, where the line is set for the over under. I, I I'm not a big fan of that. With the whip snake, okay. So the whip snakes, you're without your two leading scorers, right? That means that you have to have these other guys come and step up in the slot. I think I saw Brad Smith playing some attack, right? So you know, to me, that means that to me that means that that they're not yet comfortable with having Ryan Tierney, right? Uh, but it's take too many or... runs. I know it's, it's a, a I know it's I know it's a hot. How many right? goals has he scored there? All of them. I I, I totally the understand most that. amount of all time. Yeah, but he, yes, I I know that he's got that right, but he's not playing against the same teams that he was playing in when he was at Hofstra, right? Um, not to say that you know it's not an impressive record or anything like that, but like Ryan Tierney versus Matt McMahon, all right. Uh, I've uh, Ryan Tierney versus versus you know the Archers' defense is a little bit different than you know, Hofstra and St. Joe's at home. Right. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't like, I think with, with Zed and Rambo out, you've got some guys who need to step up and fill in the gaps and the whip snakes have always been able to pull that off. So I'd be just interested to see how, what they do with their personnel uh, going forward. Do we see Simon Matthias dress? Like I I'd love that, but I, I don't know. I'm I'm a, I'm afraid to to pick there. Okay. I'm not. I, I have my best bet of the weekend. 
Let's go. I Archer's money line, and I'm going to take the minus one and a half. But Archer's money line is my best bet of the weekend. Um, I, I don't know. Whipstakes just seem a little depleted at the moment. Uh, I think that the Archers are just riding high. This will be their big test, but I don't. I don't think I can overthink this one. I think it's just don't overthink it. Archer's money line, and I'm not going to touch the over under because I don't know what I don't know which. Who's going to dress in the web six? Maybe by Sunday I change it and I take the over under. But right now, um, def- definitely Archer's money line. Not overthinking it. Yeah, I think that's I mean, probably the best bet. I think that's. I would have to agree with you. I think you can't. You can't go too much into it. And you just just money line right there. Yeah, I, I think um, you know. Obviously, the the biggest thing heading into this game is just whether or not Zed plays. So he's still quite. I mean, we're. we're talk much we're still recording uh so this is thursday morning so no official word is down so zed is still questionable you know i think if zed plays like you could have zed juicy j carlson and ryan tierney out there at attack and i think you you, like you have to spend so much attention on zed um that that'll kind of free up ryan tierney a little bit to get his hands free and he's going to be comfortable in that environment um so i think like if there's any game for him to really come out here and uh, you know, be able to be productive and get that confidence going, it would be this week. Um, so, you know, it's all kind of contingent on Zed playing. Um, if not, then yeah, it, it's got to be Archer's, like an Archer's relatively big. Um, you know, it, it's t- like, I don't I think... Actually, go, go ahead. I actually think that for going to, I meant to say, going back to Jake with Brad Smith, I actually think Brad Smith fits better into the offense than Ryan Tierney. On, on attack. Um, I think he's more athletic, faster, creates more opportunities. Having Brian and Jay Carlson with Zed, there seems to be – Zed can obviously get to the cage, especially into the front of the cage. But there seems to be no playmaker, someone that can create opportunities for others, which I think Brad Smith is able to do. I think I it's, I think what, I think what you're – I get the point you're trying to make. Like uh, Tierney was like the guy at Hofstra, right? Like he, he, you know, there's 40 seconds left in the game. You're down by one. You need a goal. It goes into Ryan Tierney's stick. Like they totally get that. Now he's in an environment where he's not the best player on the field anymore. So he's trying to figure out where, where he fits. I totally get that. Zed or Rambo are really big in, in creating and maybe, uh, Tierney is as well. Like that was his his uh, his role at Hofstra. So maybe he's trying to learn how to uh, be a complement player, right? And that is you know that can be difficult for some, right? Like you know playing a new you know on a new team with a bunch of guys and just learning, right? He may just be you know on a learning curve. Um, it's kind of like it's kind of the O'Keefe you know the Mac O'Keefe situation, right? Like how are we going to get Mac the ball more? Well, can Mac create situations where he can get the ball more too. So, I mean, and not to, not to say that Chris is landing and cannot, can't play either because, you know, he's, he was just signed like two or three weeks ago and he's already, you know, uh, already got four points. So um, I think that's what you were trying to say. Maybe. Yeah. You took, you explained it better than me. Thank you. Words and things. I don't know. I, I, I just think, and and you could even run Tierney out of the box still. Um, 
you know, I, I think that, you know, he's, he's shown that he can shoot the shit out of the ball. So, you know, when you have Zed who has to draw that defense in, so it have to, like everyone has to slough in and help out because anytime that Zed has the ball on a stick, like anything can happen. Mm-hmm. So you got to be ready to go. Um, you also have to be worried about kind of being a little bit stretched out. Uh, if China chalks out there on the field, because he can let the two bomb go. So I think like, I don't know. I, I think we, we talked about this before when we got into the, um, the college draft where it's like, holy fuck. Like, how did you guys let the whip snakes get a hold of Ryan Tierney and Cole cursed, or I guess they got Connor cursed um, too many, too many C names in the curse family. Um, but so Connor cursed and Ryan Tierney, like everyone was like, how the hell did you let this team get a hold of these guys? Like it's an embarrassment of riches that they now have on the offensive side of the ball. And I think that we're going to see that play out in this game on, okay. Like you're down Rambo. So you're down, at 1A or 1B of your best players, potentially down Zed Williams. So now we're going to see, like, did the, did the league mess up by letting these guys get Ryan Tierney and Connor Curse? Because it's not like they're going to fill in completely for Rambo and Zed, but can they fill in enough to make this a tight game for the Archers playing their second game of the weekend? I, I, I think so. Um, so I'm, I'm still going to take the Archers in this one. I, I do think that they're just they're buzzing and clicking a little bit too hard um, to, to drop in, to drop a game here against an undermanned whip snakes team. Um, but we will see just how deep the whip snakes really are. And if the league made a massive mistake, letting them just continue to load up that way. Um, all right. And then that'll bring us into our final game of the weekend. So Sunday, July 4th, 3.15 p.m. So this game will be streaming on Peacock. So, uh, you know, again, if, if you're on the beach, just, uh, you know, make sure you got that hotspot set up or, you know, just just go grab your girlfriend's credit card and treat yourself to an unlimited data plan. Yes. Um, so you can uh, catch this game streaming on Peacock. It'll be the Atli taking on the Chrome, the Chrome, their second game of the weekend. And right now they are, uh, I mean, this, this game looks like it'll be, coming down to the wire. So you got Atlas at minus one and a half on the spread. uh, And that's giving you plus 115 odds. And then on the money line, it's Atlas minus 118, Chrome minus 108, total set at 25 and a half. Um, And I think, uh, I don't know, after after last weekend, I think Jeff Teat might be able to hit that over on his own. Yeah, Dukes, why don't you lead off here? Okay. I have no idea who's going to win. Like, this is this is not like a Dr. Seuss book. This is a this is a tough read. Um, I'm leaning Chrome because I really like the Atlas. My brain is little, my little, brain's little, telling little fade, me little fade yourself, little fade dudes. Yeah, actually, never be afraid to fade yourself because I I do think there's some recency bias with the Atlas right now. Um, I feel like Joe Keegan's analytics are gonna love the Chrome. So I'm going to go Chrome Moneyline. I'm going to go Chrome Moneyline. But also in the same respect, will Jake Carraway have a better performance now at Hofstra? Because last time we saw, he put up zero points in the uh, NCAA quarterfinals when Georgetown took on uh, – who they used to, Virginia. So maybe Carraway comes out with a uh, show-me game, uh, bounces back at Hofstra. But I don't know. I like Chrome Moneyline in this one. I think every game for Jake Carraway is a show me game simply because he plays with that much swag. Yeah. Um, I, I think he's just a disgusting freak. 
Um, I think there's more upside to the to the Atlas team, um, especially going into the weekend. Uh, I think Teat was the necessary juice that the team needed to kind of propel them higher in the rankings. Um, but the Chrome also have a huge, you know, they got a huge dub over the Whipsnakes. So how much of their inspiration for this weekend is garnered from that huge win? I don't know. Um, I, I agree. When I saw this on the schedule, I said, that's going to be the toughest game to pick. Um, I would say Atlas Moneyline. I wouldn't fuck with the spread or anything like that because I, I, I personally, right. You can fade yourself all, all you, all you want. Right. But I, I personally, I, I think, I think Atlas Moneyline is probably the best value uh, simply because um, this league makes zero sense. It, it makes no, it makes no sense. Right. Like the Chrome shouldn't have been able to, you know, I know the Chrome ran it up last week for, for goal differential and whatnot, but like, there's no way that you should have been able to run it up like that on Kyle Burnmore and arguably three of the world's best defensemen. So um, what, what, I mean, they say it all the time, hashtag this league. So um, I've got Atlas money line. Uh, Dukes has Chrome money line. So Jordy be the tiebreaker. Yeah, I, I mean, just looking at this right now, like I think um, obviously like, this isn't like some uh, brilliant-minded take of mine. Like every every game comes down. Every to Every one of your takes is brilliant. Come on, yeah, let's not let's but, come on. But like it, it it seems obvious to say, but this one comes down to the goalies and the way that I'm looking at this. Um, you know, we we all know that uh, Jack and Cannon, when it comes to shots in tight. He's one of the best in the world at it. Um, when it comes to shots from a little bit of range, like that's where Jack and Cannon starts to get a little bit shaky. And this Chrome team, like there's no one really on this roster who really scares me from deep. Um, you know, I, I know that I, I think uh, Justin Anderson put a put a dad strength goal in from the from the two point line. Um, I'm trying to think. King. Yeah, uh, but Gutty? like, what's that? Gutty. Yeah, Gutty lets it fly, but like. I feel like he's a top tier shooter. Yeah, as as like yes, yeah, as, as far as like his like shooting, like I, I think that he's a great shooter, but I don't really like I don't see a lot of his goal like coming from a range where like that really scares me for Kinkat. Okay. Like, like the further you get out, that's where I'm like, like as soon as that shot comes and it's like from like 15 or beyond, that's where I'm like King Cannon has no chance. Like anything like within like 10, I'm like okay, like he's he's got a solid chance on that one. Um, so I think you know, the Chrome are probably a pretty good shooting matchup for Kincannon, just as far as, you know, where they're getting a lot of their goals from. Um, again, I'm going to need to see Joe Keeks' stats on that one. Like maybe, maybe my eyes are just playing tricks on me with that. Um, but then looking at, at the Chrome, you know, this is going to be two games in the same weekend for John Galloway. Galloway's a great goalie, but like, let's not act like he's a, a, a spring chicken. Right, like that's going to be a lot on his plate to play two games um, in this one, and especially in the second game, going up against Jeff Teat, who has proven himself to be just as good as advertised, and then Jake Caraway, who shoots so fucking pissed off every single time that the ball is in a stick. Um, so I like I think for Galloway having this as the second game on his schedule for this weekend, going up against those two young guys who both are just absolute bullies to goaltenders whoever they come up against like i think that that's a little bit tougher for them um so that's what's leaning me towards the atlai and costa Bile. 
Oh, uh, that we, we, we do need to, we do need to mention. Costa um, Bile. So listen, I mean, last episode, we you know Jake and I, we, we thought that uh, Dukes had butchered that one, the pronunciation of Brian Costabile's name. But uh, upon further review, right, we went to the VAR and uh, upon further <laughs> review, it, it turns out that Costable is actually how the name is pronounced in the homeland of Italy. So um, hot seat, Ryan Boyle, hot seat, Ryan Boyle. And um, I mean, Dukes, you are the uh, cultured man of the week. Yeah. Oh, also, I got a I got a response to the John Galloway take. Oh. So here, so we, we like the Archers' offense. We all agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's gonna get lit up Friday night. Probably we can agree on that. Big big bounce back game Sunday. He's gonna be pissed off. He's gonna be. T- people are gonna say, "Is he done?" And all that. So I do. I think it's almost a bounce back spot for John Galloway. It's a trap yeah. game. It's another trap game. Is what we're yeah. saying. Yeah, I mean, like, Galloway does have that, like, like, I feel like out of, like, every goalie in the league, like, he's, like, the most, like, psychotic of them all, mm-hmm. right? Like, I, I feel like he's a guy who gets, like, real, like, like, Blaze will, like, play, like, crazy, but, like, I, I never feel like he's, like, really that pissed off. Gettleman's never really, like, that pissed off. He's, he doesn't have to be that pissed off when his offense is scoring 17 goals a game. Um, Dylan Ward's Canadian, so I don't think that he has a mean bone in his body. Um but yeah, so I mean, like Galloway does get pissed off. So I could see, so yeah, I mean, it kind of depends on, but yeah, I, I said that the archers should keep some of it in the tank on that first game. Mm-hmm. So if the art, you know, so that kind of goes, it, it, it yeah. all goes, it all goes hand in hand. Um, but I, I do think that if you, if you're a goalie and you have um, those weeks that you have to play two games in one weekend, I cannot think of a worse setup although uh, maybe like a fully staffed whip snakes team and archers um but either way having to go up against the archers and then this atlas team with caraway and t just doing what they've been doing um tough tough order for sure uh but yeah I, i'm if i'm gonna break the tie there i'm rolling with the atlas on this one so um shout out to dig state okay so we got two for the atlas one for the chrome all right i like and, that um but yeah, so that is uh, that is your week four schedule. Gets going tonight, 7 p.m. Chrome versus Archers, and goes until 4th of July at 3:15 p.m. with the Atlas and the Chrome. Um, all of those lines can be found on the Barstool Sportsbook, uh, both BarstoolSportsbook.com and on the Barstool Sportsbook app. Um, oh, and and by the way, like I, I've I've seen um. You know, we're, we're getting into the summer, seeing a lot of, you know, guys going either to, you know, summer camps, summer tournaments, maybe, you know, you're, you're just working out in the weight room, trying to get yourself ready for next season. Um, you, you guys haven't been looking great, right? Uh, and and in, if you want to perform the best, you have to look your best. And the way that you are going to be looking your best is to be by heading over to proathletics.com uh, where you can get some of the finest uh, fitness apparel and, and, you know, it's just some of the most comfortable material that is made right here in the U.S. of A. You're talking about 4th of July weekend. How about you buy American, right? So head on over to proathletics.com. You're going to look good. You're going to feel good. And you can put in promo code CREASEDIVE for 10% off of your order. Uh, boys, we got anything else before we wrap up and get this weekend going? Uh, I don't think so. I think the... Team USA, I saw some highlights from the Team USA women's team, um, balling out, little Kerrigan Miller, uh, Beast Mode. I saw, you know, Charlotte, Mo- Charlotte North doing Charlotte North things. 
Um, Peter Milliman uh, was named the uh, Iroquois national head coach. So big shouts um, to Milliman. Uh, other than that, oh, uh, Keegan Kahn transferring to Maryland and Owen Murphy transferring to Maryland. Um, I'm so mad. I could punch. I mean, there's just, you know, you guys can't see it, but shortly out of the picture is just like my drywall. It's just got holes in it uh, from, you know, Hopkins losing Owen Murphy. But uh, Maryland is going to be a wagon next season uh, as if we, we didn't know that. So I'll, I'll save all of my Maryland hate takes um, for college lacrosse 2022. Uh, but yeah, that was, uh, that was the, the news, the news wrap up for me at least. So we can make that a segment yeah. this weekend in lacrosse with Jake. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> the, the Keegan Khan news, I won't be fading Maryland next year. So Terps fans, maybe we'll be on the same page next year. Uh, probably not. I'll probably find a way to fade you guys, hopefully. But um, besides that, I'll be, I'll be at the games this weekend. So if you see me, say what up. If you want me to tell me that I'm stupid, tell me I'm stupid. And if you want to tell me to go fuck myself, tell me to go fuck myself. I'll be there. But you'll be at home with all the flits. So, like, they're just going to be like, hey, what's up? Hey, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? Look at this fucking guy. Part of the turnpike. <laughs> <laughs> Chicken parm and bagels, baby. Uh, but, yeah, so make sure that you are following us on Twitter and Instagram. That is at the Crease Dive on both of those. Dukes will be uh, man- manning all the socials this weekend from Hofstra. So uh, you're not going to want to miss out on that. So give us a follow. And in the meantime, we'll be keeping it low to high to the day we die. We out. I hopped up the plane at LAX with a dream in my cardigan. Welcome to the land of fame access. Am I gonna fit in? Jumped in the camp, here I am for the first time. Look to my right and I see the Hollywood sign. This is all so crazy. Everybody seems so famous. My tummy's turning and I'm feeling kind of Taxi cab, everybody's looking at me now. Like, who's that chick that's rocking kicks? She gotta be from out of town. So hard with my girls not around me. It's definitely.